This episode was recorded before we realised we had ADHD. We've left our old episodes up as we now recognise our struggles and helpful tips were all ADHD related and we hope that they can help you too. We hope you enjoy listening to this episode. Just please be aware we won't specifically mention ADHD. Welcome to A Dopamine Kit, your weekly dose of positivity. We're your hosts, Sparky and Shell. Join us each week as we help change your habits, tackle fears and challenge your mindset. Let's get to it. Hello and welcome to episode 21 of A Dopamine Kick. Today we're going to be talking about creating new habits. Hello, episode 21. Incredible. Um, So before we start this week's episode, let's have a quick catch up on last week. Have you guys all been tracking your social media time? Have you implemented things to um, reduce your usage? And most importantly, Sparky, I want to know, did you cut your apps and, and what difference has that made to you? Do you know what? I actually did. And I've turned off all my notifications and I've noticed that I actually haven't been on social media as much at all this week. <laughs> and yeah, my screen time is actually, get this, one hour. No. So last week it was four hours and yeah, no, it's one hour. That's incredible. It, it, it really is. And obviously that doesn't include WhatsApp because... As we said, Mm -hmm. we don't include WhatsApp because that's communicating directly with another person. But as for Instagram and Facebook, etc., I just I just really haven't really felt like going on them. And I think that might be due to not having notifications. Um, And I've just found it a lot easier to avoid checking them and checking the social media apps. So it's kind of like I haven't really been that bothered. And I know that sounds too good to be true, but I didn't realize until doing it that turning them off would affect my behavior this much. That's awesome. And did you find it difficult to begin with or did you just love it straight away? Mm, Do you know what? Having notifications off, I'm not going to lie, is difficult. But to be honest, because I'm still using my phone, I found it easier because I'm still picking up my phone. That hasn't gone away, obviously. But it just kind of felt like I wasn't really connected to those apps as much. Um, I wasn't getting constant notifications. And I did say to you that I don't have notifications that pop up from Instagram and Facebook anyway. But just kind of not even having that. That badge icon there like kind of diminished the reward for opening it that's awesome i'm so proud of you <laughs> that's such an accomplishment to get your screen time down to an hour average in a week that's so amazing see see being proud that's a reward in itself and that's really what we're going to be talking about in this episode because a reward can be one of the reasons that we create habits. But before we get into that, if you haven't already, I know I say this every single week, but if you haven't, please consider following the podcast so that you can keep up to date with any new episodes that we release and stick around for this week's little kicker because we have a challenge for you to do and it's going to be great. So to kick things off, let's discuss habits and get a definition set for habits so we all know that we're on the the same page. So how we're defining habit is a routine of behavior that is repeated regularly. It tends to occur subconsciously. It might be seen as a fixed way of thinking or feeling acquired through previous repetition. So when we talk about habits, we think about who we are as a person and the habits that we have personally. So we might say things like, oh, I'm just this type of person or I'm the type of person that does this or this is me and this is something that I do a lot. And what we're explaining there is we are really explaining our habits and our behavior. 
So I've talked about cognitive behavioural therapy before in the podcast, so I just wanted to touch on something that I learned in CBT, and that was how our core beliefs can structure our actual habits. So core beliefs are deeply buried assumptions that are inside of us that kind of guide our behaviour. So these beliefs could be how we perceive ourselves, how we see ourselves, how we perceive the world and situations, and these core beliefs or habits tend to impact our emotions and how we feel, which can impact our daily lives, uh, all areas of our lives, such as friendships, relationships, etc. And the thing is, core beliefs we assume are actually core to our identity, and it's just who we are. And core beliefs can feel like real truths, and they can be really challenging to alter. But our core beliefs could be responsible for feelings of self-doubt, low moods, our mood overall, and things like needing approval of others. And so these core beliefs can lead to ineffective patterns of behaviour and self-sabotage. And what happens is we can assume that situations that happen in life confirm our core beliefs, so they go either against our core beliefs or with our core beliefs. So we tend to put up these walls and we say things like we don't like change or we don't like to experience this new thing because we sent because we tend to say things to ourselves like I'm not the type of person that would do this or I'm not the type of person that does that or I'm not the type of person that engages in something like that and the reason that I wanted to present this to you really is if you do have any core beliefs about yourself that stops you from progressing or achieving then just remember that core beliefs aren't facts and that you can always change things about yourself when we're talking about creating new habits we want you to get into the mindset where you believe that you can change things about yourself because you can. And I think that's the first step that we need to address is that anyone can change at any point in their life, at any age, and anyone can change their beliefs if they just believe that they can do it. And core beliefs do not mean that they have to be fixed forever. So just remember that. So I have a bit of a strange example about um, a core belief that I had that I didn't even realise was a core belief until it was challenged. So um, in the UK, it's pretty common to see young girls holding hands, teenage girls as well, maybe sort of linking arms. Even like adult women will maybe not hold hands so much, but link arms. Um, but it's not something that you'd ever see boys do. And I just, in my mind, sort of, I suppose, thought that that was because maybe boys were less affectionate or... Uh, I suppose uh, you know, some some people were probably conditioned out of it, thinking that it was you know wrong or inappropriate, whatever. Yeah. Um, but I thought that you know generally boys were sort of less affectionate in that sense. Um, but then I I taught English for a year in South Korea, um, and actually in South Korea it's the opposite. So boys hold hands and link arms, and it's perfectly normal to see a group of teenage boys like linking arms and stuff and yeah. you know um younger boys will like sit on each other's laps uh sort of the behavior that i would only ever associate with females so you're talking about like a core but it's a core belief that you've developed because that's fascinating to me as well i mean i didn't even know that so it just goes to show that you can develop these core beliefs and these core beliefs are also habits because what yeah. we're doing to ourselves is they're thoughts that we reaffirm to ourselves over and over and over to be true. Yeah, because I, I genuinely didn't realise it was a society thing. I thought it was just a natural behaviour that, you know, girls were more 
prone to sort of be sort of physically tactile and affectionate and boys were less tactile. Yeah. But actually, it seems that it's completely cultural and in a culture where the opposite is encouraged, you know, boys are as much, if not more so, tactile than girls. See, that's just crazy. And it shows how we can develop core habits through our environment and it's kind of crazy but then at the same time habits are kind of amazing habits are amazing so let's get on to how we form a habit so there's many different reasons why you might want to form a habit in the first place and we have trawled through tons of research papers and studies for this episode and broadly speaking we found that habit formation falls into to one of two categories um so the first category we're sort of calling the the dopamine side (laughs) (laughs) so the dopamine side of our habits are formed relies heavily on rewards and this also has something to do with being in survival mode and we talked about how humans are programmed for survival before and how our brains are programmed to take the path of least resistance because in nature that's how we survive and stay safe so if there's something that seems pretty hard or scary or it seems like a struggle to get through we say to ourselves, oh, that's too much, that's too much effort, that, that that sounds scary. So we will always opt to go for the path of least resistance, the easiest option. And that can be, for example, not cooking a healthy meal and just getting a takeaway. And as Shao will explain in a minute, the second habit is formed through repetition. So this feeling of it's too hard then leads to doing something easier for a reward. So that feeling then repeats itself over and over and over again until it becomes a habit, a bad habit such as eating junk food all the time. So the other way that habits can be formed is by repetition. So these are things that um, don't necessarily bring you great pleasure, but you do them over and over again until it becomes a routine and your brain starts to do them on autopilot. So this is things like getting up in the morning and brushing your teeth. You know, you probably don't give that too much thought because it's something that you do every single day. And so that in itself becomes a habit. So there's two reasons why you can form a habit as we've just discussed. The first is where you're literally just repeating something over and over again until it forms into a habit and the second is through some kind of reward so the reward based system works in a four-step process so the first is having a trigger then a craving then you have a response and then you have a reward so usually what will happen is say for example we like pizza we're triggered by something we see the pizza we crave the pizza because we know that it's going to taste nice and then the response is that we want to eat the pizza So we eat the pizza and then we get a reward when we eat the pizza because it's so delicious and we get a dopamine kick and that cycle continues over and over again. So what we need to do here is we need to take these two ways that we form habits and use that same system to create new and better habits, but ones that serve us. So guess what? I'm actually going to do the science section this week, which I'm absolutely terrified about 
I believe in you, Sparky. You can do this. <laughs> so forgive me if this is wrong, but we found some studies on habit formation and behavior change and how repetition actually strengthens the formation of habits. So there's a little link in there about how relying on willpower for motivational performance won't last very long. But we're going to be talking about why relying on willpower to change a habit doesn't really work in the next episode. But the other study that we found is the impact of reward on habit formation and how they found that receiving a reward for doing something is more likely to lead you to repeating that same behavior over and over again. So loads of different studies have been done on this and as usual we'll put all the scientific stuff down in the show notes but basically the consensus is if you work towards getting some kind of reward or benefit out of what you're doing then you are more likely to complete the task and do it over and over again. And if you put these two things together, reward and repetition, then you're more likely to create a new habit that sticks. And if we're doing that in a healthy way, that is how we create new habits. That was really good. I might make you do the science bit every week. No, please do not. That was terrifying and I don't ever want to do that again. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, because I actually don't feel capable of doing the science bit. And I've actually realised how hard it is for you, Shell, because I'm never, ever going to step on your toes again. Because you know what? <laughs> you definitely got the bad end of the stick when it comes to doing this podcast. I thought editing the podcast was going to be the hardest part. But I have to hold my hands up and admit this. After researching all of those studies, <laughs> it's it's like my head's gone. It, it, it's exploded. <laughs> it's exploded. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I love it. It's my inner geek. I love it. So let's talk about reasons why we would create a new habit. So it's often something that's easier said than done. It's so easy to acquire bad habits, something that I do with minimal effort. (laughs) But getting into a good habit is definitely more challenging. Um, But there's loads of reasons that you might want to to, to get into a, a good habit. So things like making life easy for yourself, achieving success, um, changing your behavior, getting fit, drinking more water, you get the gist. There's a lot of... uh, Yeah, there's loads, isn't there? There's like so many things that we all want to achieve. I feel like this list of habits is just like a wish list for me. (laughs) (laughs) It's like all the areas that I want to improve in. (laughs) Well, since we're on the topic of bad habits, I thought we'd take a little moment to discuss some personal habits that we have ourselves. And I know we've talked about some of these so many times in the podcast but I thought we'd just touch on it because everyone loves to hear someone else's misery right everyone likes our downfalls yeah yeah (laughs) right shout what I'm gonna do is put you on the spot here I need you to tell me what are your two worst bad habits that you experience at the moment oh god so hard to narrow it down to just two (laughs) can I can I add habits together like if I do things at the same time does that still count as one habit well well, yeah we're talking about habit stacking in a good way in the next episode so I guess you can definitely have it in a bad way definitely habit stacking in a bad way yeah Yeah, so I think we've touched on this before but my I'd say one of my my really bad ones is to be like watching something on Netflix while scrolling mindlessly on my phone while eating crisps (laughs) that is like I mean I could spend all day doing that if I had the time um, and I think my other bad habit is, um, 
getting really obsessed about something, mm-hmm. going down like a, a rabbit hole of research and like staying up ridiculously late when I'm already yeah. tired because I just have to research something because um, I've, I've got into the spiral. Uh, I think those are the two, my two most destructive habits, I think, those two. Yes. Destructive habits, that's a great way of putting it. Yeah. They are destructive, aren't they, bad habits, really, when you think about it. They're doing something They slowly eat away at you. you don't yeah. want <laughs> Go on, let's let's give me yours. This is not just my confessions. Okay, so one of the major bad habits, as some of you are probably aware, is I procrastinate loads. So even though I've got to do something early in the morning and I've got to be up early, I'll stay up late and I'll watch a series and I'll just keep on watching it and watching it, watching another episode and another episode and another and I know that I need to be up in the morning, but I, I just can't stop. I just I just have to carry on watching it. And in some ways, I think what I'm doing is I'm doing it because I really don't want to get up in the morning and do that thing that I really need to do. So I've created this habit for myself where I'll say to myself, oh, I'll just watch this. I'll relax and I'll feel better and tomorrow will be another day. But I'll continue doing it all the while knowing that tomorrow is coming. So that's one of the bad things that I do. And the other one that I've got, okay, so this is a little bit of a confession. So I don't know if I've told you this, Shell, but I am a bit of a binge eater. So for someone who's my size, you wouldn't really think it, but I can just eat and eat cake. I'll just carry on eating and eating and eating. So if I've got a pack of six cakes, I can't just open the box and eat one cake and put them away for later. I'll just open the next one and have another one and another one. Oh, mate. I would just not have even had that as a bad habit. That is just my personality. <laughs> <laughs> I feel a t- I, I feel attacked. Are you telling me that when you open a bag of crisps, you eat the whole 12 or you open a pack of six like cakes, oh, absolutely. You eat yeah, maybe not. Maybe not all in one sitting. I'll probably be like, "Oh no, six six cakes is too many in one sitting." I'll just have four, and then half an hour later, oh well, I'll just have another one, and then half an hour later, well, there's only one left now. There's no point, and I'll have all of them. So yes, <laughs> I will absolutely do. Do you know? That. Do you know what my thinking is? <laughs> If I buy a pack of six cakes, yeah, I'll think to myself, and this is the habit formation in my mind, well, I'm going to eat those six anyway. Why spread it over six days when I might as well just eat it all in one go? Because, yeah, you know, that's just I do that. <laughs> Justify it to yourself. Justify- oh, well, you know, if I eat it, then it's not in the house, so I can't be tempted to eat <laughs> exactly, it. Exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly. I'm going to eat it anyway, so I might as well just do the lot now and be done with it. <laughs> But then I'll probably go to the shop tomorrow and buy six more. So, yep. yeah. Yeah. Well, we probably shouldn't be saying this is who we are, core beliefs and all that. But these are our voices. And I'm sure we'll be talking about loads more to come in more episodes. Yeah, we're going to do a whole episode on breaking bad habits. Um, but for today, let's go through how to form a, a new habit. So we've broken it down into a simple three-step process. And the reason for making it simple is that it should be easy to follow until you've internalized this new behavior and made it into a a true habit, something you can do without even having to think about it. So when we talk about doing something uh, without even thinking about it, 
What we mean is subconsciously, so like brushing our teeth, getting in the car and driving. And these are things that we do without really thinking about it or without really taking a lot of effort or thinking about the act of doing it. So we'll just walk into the bathroom, we'll put the toothpaste on the toothbrush and we'll brush our teeth. And we know that we've got to do it because we've created the habit for doing it over and over again. And we know we need to clean our teeth because we know we need to keep them clean. So the first step that you'll need to take in the formation of forming a new habit is to actually decide what it is that you want to do or what it is that you want to change. So you need to be as specific as possible with this. When it comes to forming a habit, you can't just say something like, uh, well, I mean, you can, but you won't get very far. So you can't say something like, oh, I want to go running because that's not specific enough. So instead, try to reframe it. So be very specific. So for example, I would say, um, I will go for a 30 minute run every single day at this time. So it's very specific. And what you're doing here is you're deciding what it is that you're going to do, what your new habit will be. And you're also committing to it as well. So you're putting a commitment in place. So and before I say the second step, I'm just going to uh, say, Sparky, this is sounding very similar to smart goals. It's not going to, it's not sounding similar to smart goals. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Okay, so it does sound very similar to, to smart goals, yes. Uh, but, <laughs> but it has a tweak on it. So this, the second thing is to set yourself some sort of reminder to make sure you do your habit. So the first few days are easy. You're motivated, you're excited, you want to get it done. Sticking to a new habit isn't an issue. It's a few days in that you'll notice yourself start to slip back into old habits or, you know, maybe even drop the habit completely. Um, so going back to Sparky's example of going for a run. So maybe, you know, one day you wake up and it's raining, it's cold outside, you really don't want to go for a run. Um, or you're just feeling a bit lazy, you know, you've done a few days of running and now you'd rather just sit at home and watch TV or sit on your phone. Yeah. And that's when it becomes hard to keep a habit going. Um, but it can be really useful to have something like a daily reminder, um, even if it's just a, an alert on your phone. Just having that sort of visual reinforcement uh, can be really motivating to sort of get you up out the door and, and maintaining that habit until it becomes part of your routine. Okay, so the last step is to remind yourself that it does take time before you can develop a new habit and before it becomes a true habit. So don't be so hard on yourself. So you know what we need to do. I keep saying, you know, I need to stop that, you know. <laughs> no. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? Okay, so until we've properly formed a new habit, what we need to do is we need to try and create a routine because making a routine will help that behavior stick a lot more and it will just become more automatic. A routine will also help you get it done without having to spend a lot of time thinking about things like willpower or even relying on daily reminders like me. I hate them. So I'll just look at a reminder and I'll just go, yeah, yeah, whatever. So if we work our new habit into part of our already existing routine so that that run we were discussing for example that could become part of your daily routine you could make walking or running part of that so if you have a dinner routine already you could say to yourself I'm going to go for a run after dinner and what it is you're doing there is you're just and what it is you're doing there is you're just combining two habits together 
to make it easier for that new habit to stick and stay on track. And then you don't have to rely on motivation or get caught up in things like decision fatigue because you know it's already planned and you know that it's part of your routine. We'll be talking a lot about that in the next episode because we've got so much to say on habit stacking and it deserves a bigger discussion. So all we've got time for now is our little kicker for this week. Um, So our little kicker for this week is some preparation. Um, So it's just to make you aware that next week we are going to be setting you a challenge and it is going to be a habit-based challenge. So have an idea in your mind about what sort of habit you would like to create. Um, And our little kicker for this week is to restructure your environment so you won't be tempted in the first 30 days of your new habit. So for example, if your new habit is you want to eat healthier, remove the junk food from your house and don't buy any more so that when you listen to next week's episode, you've already set yourself up to be in a good place to start the challenge. Yeah. So this helps remove environmental triggers and it helps with not setting yourself up for failure as well before you've even started. So like I was saying earlier, I know that there's cakes downstairs and if they're there, I'm going to eat them and I'm going to justify it to myself as well. But if those cakes aren't there, what I'm doing is I'm restructuring my environment so that I'm more likely to progress rather than fail. And you can do this in so many areas of your life, not just food. It can be for so many different new habits that you want to create. So for example, if you want to go running more, maybe you need to buy yourself some new running shoes because that reward will help you think well I bought those shoes and I need to actually use them and go for the and go for that run as well or maybe you need to find someone to run with at a specific time so think about all the ways that you can restructure your environment right now to help push yourself forward so it's not so easy to fail and so you can be well on your way to forming a new good habit in the right way okay bye All right, that's everything this week, guys. But if you want to carry on with the conversation, join us over on our social media platforms. We're on all the major channels and our handle is at a dopamine kick. We'd also be super grateful if you could leave us a review on the podcast wherever you're listening as it helps us to grow our audience and help more people. Okay, we'll see you in the next one. Bye-bye. Bye.